A very warm welcome to all my listeners who have tuned in to listen to another episode of Insider's Talk with New Entrepreneurial Journey. So let's dive in. I have with me today Mr. Vikram Ahuja, founder and CEO of Talent 500, an AI-led talent marketplace helping some of the world's best companies build global teams and enrich talent hub. So now we are going to talk more about talent 500 Vikram. But before that, you know, I would really love uh, that, you know, you could share with our audience, like, you know, who Vikram Ahuja was and what was his journey before uh, talent 500 happened in your life. Sure. Thanks, Veronica, firstly, for inviting me on this podcast and giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit about what we're doing and share my journey. Uh, so, you know, quick background about myself. Uh, I have been an entrepreneur for the last 13 years or so. So in many ways, sort of bitten by a bug. And every time um, I take on a new venture, I promise myself that it'll be the last. But I suppose, um, as most entrepreneurs would would recognize, you know, once, once you get into that mindset of uh, doing something for yourself and working mm-hmm. on things that really interest you and 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 you're passionate about it's it's um you know it's very addictive so i've been an entrepreneur for the last uh, 13 years or so um had an opportunity to be involved in some very interesting ventures uh, i was part of the team that built one of the first e-commerce success stories out of the middle east way back in 2010 when uh you know groupon and e-commerce were just sort of taking off in um in this region and we had an opportunity to build a company that really sort of defined the path of e-commerce. Uh, and of course, today, you know, uh, it's something that everybody takes to um, almost by default. Uh, so did that. Uh, we sold that company and it was a fantastic learning experience in how to not just build a company, but also do it with a very diverse team and a bunch of, um, uh, you know, folks where everybody brought uh, the equal amount of enthusiasm and energy, but not that much experience. So we all sort of learned together, made a lot of mistakes, but I think the outcome was fantastic. Post that, uh, ran a startup accelerator for a while called Chiron. We were one of the first few startup accelerators in India. Uh, and you know, one of the things that we did differently is focus on the corporate innovation space. So working a lot with large enterprises that were looking to tap into the startup uh, trend that was happening and you know, ended up running some of the first uh, early corporate accelerators in the com- country. We ended up selling that to Techstars and it became what is now Techstars India. Techstars is one of the largest startup accelerator networks in the world. So it was an extremely proud and exciting association to have. Um, I then ran a travel company with my wife called Beyond Travel. And, you know, the background here is both me and my wife love to travel. But, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out a way that we would get paid to travel. And turns out no one's going to pay you to travel unless it's your own company. So we started a company called Beyond. The idea was to bring together people with similar passions, needs, and interests and um, promote what we called at that time social travel or community travel. So, you know, we created mini groups or communities of people with varied interests. So we had everything from women only to biker groups to senior citizens to adventure and outdoor to, you know, yoga retreats, health and well-being. Uh, We had about 20 different communities that came on beyond, created groups, traveled to more than 80 countries. And eventually we grew it out to be one of the largest marketplaces for group travel in Asia. We had about 500 or 1,000 tours at one point. Uh, unfortunately, of course, you know, COVID has had a, a disastrous impact on, on the travel industry in general. The company is still around and doing very well mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and waiting at some point for things to pick back up. It's got an independent team today that will run the company. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Along the way, I've also sort of done a couple of ventures that didn't work out. So I ran a company in the augmented and virtual reality space called Parallel uh, and then built, you know, um, a, a dating app way back before before Tinder was was a thing. And so, uh, you know, I think seeing the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur before that started my career as a technology developer and, and did management consulting for a while as well. So, you know, through my career, I've always um, had this passion for building things uh, and off work, I'm uh, consider myself as a fairly creative person. I, uh, you know, I, I I make short films. I act. Uh, I direct both theater and film. And uh, you know, once upon a time, used to be be a dancer. So I think a lot of that creativity is something that I try and sort of build, bring into into work. And I think that's really why I'm attracted towards being an entrepreneur. Just this idea of creating something new every time. Yeah, I can sense that. I mean, uh, your ventures, right, with the Talent 500 and the others which have happened, they're in different genres altogether. It's not something which you have, you know, you have connected uh, through one domain and then you have built something multiple. So you have entered, like, you know, places where basically is of your interest. So I, I really am keen to understand, you know, like travel, yes, like you said that, you know, you have uh, the hobby and you have the interest as well of traveling. So travel came into the picture. You build the e-commerce and startup accelerators because again, uh, you are into entrepreneurship and that is in one way definitely helping uh, the community. Right. And then yes, dating app, uh, virtual uh, reality apps. Now, these are something which are very techy and as well as something which are addressing uh, the society today because of the young blood that we have. So how did you later planned to get into human resource because that is completely different right so how, how yeah, absolutely you, you know i think one of the biggest challenges that an entrepreneur faces is just building a team of of people who are excellent at what they do and they will believe in your vision and help bring that vision to life um, so i think it's fair to say at least from my experience that a good team is always going to be more important than a good idea a good team can make a moderate idea become very successful, right? And and personally, for me, that's always been a big challenge is, you know, how do you find incredibly talented people? Through my career, I've been quite fortunate that I've had an opportunity to work with distributed teams mm-hmm. uh, in every venture that I've been a part of. So every company that I've been a part of, we've built teams with people that are perhaps sitting in a different location, perhaps bring a different, you know, set of experiences and backgrounds in. In each of those ventures, it's just been a fantastic experience to have that diversity of thought, but also to have uh, incredibly smart people working with us when you remove this constraint of the fact that everybody needs to be in one office. So when you, I've been doing this since you know, the start of my career, since you know, 2008 uh, onwards, I've had an opportunity to work across distributed teams. So it's something that has personally, um, I've always found to be extremely powerful and always wondered why more people haven't done it. Uh, and so I think that's where Talent 500 was born. It was born with the my personal experience and realization that there's a huge, huge, uh, you know, value that a distributed workforce can bring you. And yet, the most compelling challenge that most business owners and entrepreneurs uh, and founders face today is talent. And so you have this problem that exists in the market that everybody is struggling to find good people. And there is potentially a solution to that, which is, you know, expand your talent strategy and hire globally, hire where people are rather than the other way around. 
and yet it's not coming together as well as it should. So, so that was really the, I guess the the time that we sort of thought that this could be a great opportunity for us to build something in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we had had a history and legacy of of doing this with our parent company, Answer, that has been in this space. So, I mean, there was a lot of learnings to take there. Uh, so, I think we had that, you know, we had that platform set. It was about now thinking through how do we make this into, you know, a, a product or a solution that anyone can use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really for us, I think the force multiply, of course, was COVID, right? COVID came yeah. and suddenly overnight, everybody became remote. Everybody was working from home. And suddenly everything that we were saying about this model was no longer surprising. Everybody started saying, well, okay, what you're saying makes sense. Now, how do I do it? Right. right. So in many ways, uh, you know, everything that we'd been sort of working for and thinking about all these years, you know, COVID just sort of helped accelerate. That is true. I think I, I think what you're saying is also right. Like, look, COVID basically helped people to or basically companies to understand that, you know, remote working is possible with productivity. I think in India, uh, probably the mindset initially would have been that, you know, probably remote working means uh, the person might not be that productive uh, rather than, you know, person coming to office and giving a physical attendance. I think that mindset has changed. Yeah, 100%. And if you think about what that's done, it's created an incredible amount of flexibility and convenience for employers and employees alike. You know, you have over the last one year, you know, we have seen uh, about a 60% increase in the amount of women candidates applying for roles because today they have flexibility. We have seen about 35 odd percent increase in candidates applying from tier two and tier three cities because a lot of people have moved back to their hometowns and so on, right? And we have seen more than anything, you know, there is a higher appreciation and, you know, productivity and engagement at work because people suddenly are, you know, the the two hours that they spend on commute, they get to spend with their families or, um, you know, get to keep themselves fit and healthy. And so there's a lot of benefits. Obviously, it means that, you know, companies have to adopt and make this model work. But I think the benefits of thinking that a distributed workforce can work is tremendous. Very true. So now before we uh, talk more about it, I'm really keen to understand how did you zero in with the name Talent 500? Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, so our initial customers were all large enterprises, Fortune 500 companies. And so for us, it was saying, how do we position ourselves as a worthy partner for these companies? How do we bring trust, credibility and simplicity in what we're trying to do. And so we went in with Talent 500 just simply to mirror this notion of Global 500 or Fortune 500, which was to say that this is an elite group of professionals that are at the top of their game. Um, now that said, and complete uh, you know, candor and honesty, we are thinking whether we need to reconsider the name, given that we've now expanded a lot beyond just pure talent. Uh, so, you know, very timely that you asked me that question. We are probably in those conversations now saying, you know, what should be the next name? And we've got a couple of good options that we've shortlisted. So uh, don't be surprised if we see a different name completely in the next few months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking forward to know what your next name is coming up to. But uh, like, you know, if you can share with our listeners more in detail, like what Talent 500 has to offer. Are you mostly or only pre- predominantly uh, into distributed team hiring or uh, you take care or cater to all the hiring services when it comes to human resource? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, very simple one-line explanation for what we do. Talent 500, we help businesses build and manage global teams. Uh, and the operative word here is global teams. Uh, 
so what we do is we help businesses that need to expand, to grow, that need to find extremely high caliber people, uh, think about how they can tap into talent-rich hubs around the world. Uh, and particularly, if you look at today, the demand supply of talent, there's phenomenally intelligent people sitting in parts of the world where they don't have access to the same opportunities. And so our goal is to simplify the process of helping companies build teams with these people in markets, in places such as India, you know, Eastern Europe, South Asia, and so on. Uh, so we do three things as part of this. We, number one, help businesses uh, discover top talent. Part of that is knowing where to find the talent. And part of that is knowing how to attract the talent. So we help them with both. We are an AI-led platform and we have um, automatic distribution and syndication of jobs, which means once you publish, it goes to more than 100 sources of talent. And you know what we're doing is trying to get those people to come in and apply. The second thing that we do is also help companies with you know, what we call as employer brand proposition, helping them position themselves as employers of choice. So that's that. That is, you know, global talent attraction and, and discovery. The second thing that we do is um, screening and selection. So one of the things that we've realized is uh, talent across the world is benchmarked very differently. Someone at, you know, three years of experience in India and someone with three years of experience in Poland may be very different in terms of their exposure, skill sets and experience. So how do you bring about that standardization so that you're able to um, qualify and select people with the right qualifications and you know requirements that you have so here we've built our own ai based recommendation engine which comes from which is built on top of literally 15 years of you know hiring outcomes from our parent company answer and everything we understand about this space and you know it does a whole lot of um, under the hood uh, magic in terms of predicting who would be a good fit uh, but what it also does is it helps companies make faster decisions which means they're able to keep talent engaged, they're able to move faster through the selection process. And more importantly, by making better decisions, they keep people on longer. So retention levels are a lot higher over time. And then the third thing that we do is called talent onboarding. So one of the biggest challenges that we've realized companies face when they're hiring globally is the fact that they don't understand the local labor laws, compliance is needed, statutory requirements. In some cases, companies may not want to hire local, globally because they don't have a legal entity in those countries mm -hmm. and so on. So here what we've done is we've simplified this with what we call as a employer of record infrastructure. This allows businesses to hire professionals in any country in the world legally without needing to have any on-ground presence or understanding of local law. So we take care of all of that. We manage, once a selection is done, we manage all the downstream contracting, payroll, benefits, mm -hmm. you know, administration. We give professionals access to a support service ecosystem such as, you know, learning and development, well-being perks and so on so that they feel engaged. And we give employers all the rights they need in terms of data security, IP protection and so on. So what we've done essentially is made the process of onboarding employees uh, extremely simple and easy for any anyone to do anyway. Mm -hmm. And so these are the three things that we do. And together it operates as a very simple, you know, subscription service. Any business that's looking to expand can now tap into our global talent network. They can benchmark which markets may work for them. They may be able to get, you know, insights on 
skills availability and then go out and expand their teams in as quickly as a day. Um, one thing that businesses don't realize is that talent markets around the world are actually a lot more similar than they think. So, for example, for companies building in India today, what they miss out is the fact that there's tremendous talent sitting in places like Ukraine and Vietnam right. that are equally skilled and at a very similar price point. So, you know, it's a very easy way to diversify your teams rather than trying to put all your eggs in one basket. For that matter, companies hiring out of places like San Francisco and London today don't realize the fact that we have tremendous engineering talent in India. They want to hire them, but they don't know how to, right? And so our goal is, you know, one-stop platform. You come in, you know, you tell us what you want. You get access to this talent. You make your selections. Everything happens in an automated manner through the platform. Um, extremely quick. We're saving companies about 60% today in hiring costs. We're helping them onboard the teams about two and a half, three times faster. Mm-hmm. And we're really helping companies, you know, grow much better with, with very diverse and extremely talented uh, teams now. That's interesting. Now, what really struck me when you were talking about, you know, what are the things that you provide and how, how it is helping the companies, right, make, is that you are helping them to make decisions faster. So that is one thing yes. that really, because I have been employed, so I know how much amount of time it takes for an employer to come back and say that, yes, uh, you've been selected and we'll be sharing off a letter. There is a huge time gap that used to be before. So now yes. with Talent 500, this would be extremely quick. So it's a blessing for both the employer and the employee, the future employee. 100%. I mean, one of the biggest, uh, you know, just when COVID started, we did a big uh, survey across our talent network. We've got about 300 odd thousand people in our network. And we had about 20 odd thousand people who responded. This is for the professionals. Mm-hmm. And a couple of questions that we wanted to ask them is, you know, what are the challenges that you face today? What are things that you'd like to see companies do differently? Unanimously, um, professionals in the market give us feedback that the hiring process today is broken, right? It's, right. it's, it's yeah. slow. It lacks transparency. Companies don't respond. The type of work is not explained properly. Career paths mm-hmm. are not understood. And a lot of times you'll see today that companies are trying to throw money at the problem. So they're trying to increase compensation and saying, oh, you know, if I pay well, people will stick. Or if I pay well, people will mm-hmm. join me. And that's not the case, right? If you look at what professionals value today, I mean, sure, compensation and benefits is in that list, but it's not number one. I mean, today people value things such as what is my career progression? Where am I headed? What is the kind of work that I'm going to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. What are the opportunities that I get in terms of perhaps positioning myself as a leader or what are the learning opportunities that I get? And all of this is just very poorly understood by businesses, let alone them trying to position this in a different market, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to answer your question, you know, you're absolutely right. The process is long. It's, it's complex. It lacks transparency. Um, you ask any professional in the market today, job hunting is an extremely unpleasant experience. Yeah. Businesses on the other side complain about, you know, our professionals, you know, skipping jobs and, accepting multiple offers and so on. But, and, and I think that's the problem we're trying to solve. We're trying to make mm. the process very clear on both sides and allowing both employees and employers the ability to do this across geographies, right? Because we believe that's where true opportunity exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, you know, uh, human resources is a vast space because there are a lot of processes involved and there is a, a lot of ways that you can hire, right? Uh, somebody... 
uh, in a uh, company. So how did you prepare yourself to understand this particular uh, space so that you know that Talent 500 is actually hitting the jackpot by, you know, uh, helping the companies to hire faster through automated, like AI-led talent marketplace that you are uh, have created. So what kind of research or what kind of understanding? Was there any kind of anyone who was mentoring you to help you? Plus, obviously, you have already shared your that the 15 years that you had in your hand and the experience that you had. So there were a lot of learnings from there as well. But was there something extra or more that you did when you wanted to start Talent 500? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so we were very fortunate. Um, like I said, we had access to our parent company, Answer. And Answer is a very successful company. It's been around for 15 years and it's really sort of pioneered this idea of global workforces for some of the world's largest companies. Mm. So in many ways, we had access to a lot of the journey and, you know, insights and Answer had from, from their experience in the industry and been very fortunate that we've built an absolutely fantastic team. Um, our team brings a lot of experience with within the HR space, within the talent space, within product and tech. And so what we've tried to do is not take any second guesses here, right? We realize that the promise we're making and the value we're providing to customers is extremely critical for them. And there's no room for failure. So we've tried to sort of make sure that we build a product after understanding what the market wants, uh, what the current solutions lack, and more importantly, you know, what would our customers value, right? And so... We're constantly validating that. We're constantly talking to our customers and saying, you know, does this work? Would you, how would you like to do things differently? Hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's where we've sort of been able to see a lot of, um, uh, at least see a lot of growth and success in the last few months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. So now, you know, when, when Talent 500 uh, rolled out and you were reaching out to the clients and also what, what kind of strategies that you actually, uh, you know, thought of to reach out to clients? Because there are a lot of human resource companies, right, out there in the marketplace. So how did you position yourself that, you know, this uh, Talent 500 is different and this is what we have to offer? You're absolutely right. I mean, I think HR and, you know, the HR space is extremely crowded. Uh, lots of incredible companies that are trying to solve lots of complex challenges. Um, I think our positioning from day one has been very clear. We're here to help companies build a global workforce and help them tap into talent in places that they're not present. Um, Which means, you know, we will not help companies hire locally uh, because they probably already know how to do that or they have other vendors. That's not our focus area. Focus area is helping companies build global teams, which means helping global companies build in places like India, or for that matter, helping Indian companies. And today we have some of the fastest growing, you know, SaaS and product companies coming out of India, helping these companies hire in places where they don't have teams. So it could be Eastern Europe or South Asia. Mm. And, um, you know, that positioning means that we can go very deep uh, within this global talent ecosystem. And over the last few months, what we've realized that we're not, we're not necessarily a recruitment company. We're not a talent acquisition company. We're a company that helps businesses build and manage a global workforce, which means, you know, 50% of the work gets done when you find someone. Hmm. The rest 50% gets done when we help you retain that person, right? We help simplify the onboarding and the ongoing management. We help you with payroll. We give that person benefits and a support structure that helps keep them engaged. And so on. So I think from that standpoint, you know, we've been very clear. And finally, I think, you know, a lot of the work that we've done has been through tech. I mean, we acquired a 
an AI company um, mm. because we believed that this is a, a game on data and, you know, whoever can right. comprehend data wins. And that's what we did. And, you know, today that is helping us uh, show a lot of progress and differentiation. Mm-hmm. So do you think uh, because you're using technology to map the data, so it is easier and faster uh, for Talent 500 to get requirements and map the right talent and reach out to the right people for the opportunity? Absolutely. Um, what it also does, is, you know, and, and I mentioned this concept of fitment, mm. uh, it also helps us make better decisions on who might be a good fit for mm. a particular company, not just based on their CV, right? This right. is the other problem we feel. The concept of a CV is so outdated, right? Today, people are a, a lot more diverse and complex mm. Uh, mm. as in terms of their skills, in terms of their personalities, in terms of where they want to go. Mm. So we also feel that some part of this has to be forward-looking can you hire people with their future growth in mind, right? So that tomorrow you're able to retain them. And as an example today, you know, we are seeing about 90% retention rates across our customers hmm. for candidates that we have hired versus, you know, where in industry today is at about uh, 75, 80%. So, I mean, we've already doubled retention there because we are able to make better predictions upfront. So, I think data is, you know, as I say, data is the new oil. True. And using data smartly, I think, is a superpower that very few people are actually sort of thinking about. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, right, the concept of CV is extremely outdated now because you have to look yeah. like you rightfully said that, you know, you have to predict the future. And same way, if I want to join a company, I need to understand whether I what kind of a future opportunities I'm going to get for my growth in that particular company. Now, do you think the hiring process, which is quite traditional in certain uh, companies still like, you know, you get the CV, you go through the CV, you map it with the uh, requirement. Uh, you say, okay, it is a 50% fit. So let's try, uh, try him out. And do you think there's, there's some change that you need to make also in the way that you're going to interview the person? Because I feel that, you know, certain questions are sometimes not quite relevant to the job or probably, like you said, there is no clarity on what exactly the company wants and what exactly they want to hire. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I think one thing that employers need to realize today that uh, this is an employee's market. This is where the professional can control, you know, which way they want the conversation to go because they have the options today. Uh, mm-hmm. The talent market is so hot that any talented professional today is sitting on three to five offers at any given time or has the ability to get three to five offers. So I think employers have to be very cognizant of the fact that they have to be uh, providing uh, an experience that not only allows them to test the candidate's potential, but also reflects a little bit their own values, their own culture, mm-hmm. you know, what's important to them. A couple of things that, you know, a couple of trends that I've seen emerge over the last year, again, in some ways, thanks to what COVID has done. One is this notion of, um, you know, this focus on things such as communication, right? Before, you know, uh, communication was let's get on a call and figure it out. But now, for example, we are actively doing video profiles as a way for candidates to talk a little bit more freely about themselves without Mm -hmm. being put under the pressure of an interview. And also for companies to sort of think about whether, you know, this person may have a good fit into their distributed workforce. Mm. Um, two is in this idea of going deeper into people's profiles, looking at their open source projects, looking at 
the work that they do outside of you know their day jobs what their career progression has been and encouraging our customers to also start to look at profiles more holistically three is definitely 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 rethinking the hiring and selection process nobody has time for a you know eight hour interview or a six round interview today i mean unless you're like a facebook or a google where you're so aspirational as an employer uh, candidates don't have time for that today so we mm-hmm. have actively encouraged people you know do do fewer rounds do them faster go deeper if you have to but you need to be faster in your decision making because otherwise you will lose the candidate and that's something that we are you know definitely see still as a problem a lot of companies don't want to change their hiring processes and many of them frankly are struggling with trying to find people mhm mhm so like you know because you cater to mncs as well as startups right when it comes to hiring and so what kind of a mindset do you see is there a, is there a change in the mindset in the startup when it comes to hiring because they are more transparent and open uh, for the fact that okay if we hire this guy he has the right mindset of uh, learning he wants to learn more so if he doesn't know a few things we can train him and get him through and but the mncs have a different mindset when it comes to hiring well i think a lot of the mncs have got a bad, typically got a bad reputation of being inflexible and you know very bureaucratic but i think that's changed as well many of them today realize that they're competing with product companies and startups and they need to be a lot more um uh, sort of young and trendy and mm. position themselves as being strong employers and frankly to their credit many of them have done a fantastic job with it um mm-hmm. i think for professionals today you know startups are an attractive option but also many of them have started to realize that not every startup will make it there is obviously a lot of risk associated with startups particularly what happened with covid uh, you know if you uh, if you remember uh, about you know about i'd say five or six of india's top 10 startups had layoffs both publicly and non publicly and that did create a lot of anxiety and restlessness amongst people who were working there and so in fact we're seeing the reverse we're actually seeing a lot of professionals today Mm. wanting to work for a lot more stable companies uh, a lot of them prefer working for global companies because they have you know for example in some cases uh, a little bit more clarity on things such as work life balance or mm. you know career growth and so on and so forth not to say that local companies are not good employers but i'm just saying i think the differences that have started to emerge mm. and i think it's a good balance to have i think you know for professionals to have that option it means that employers today need to pull up their socks where they were previously lacking right which means companies today you know for startups it's about being more clearer in the type of work being um slightly better in terms of work life balance and addressing those things uh you know the the magic uh, and attraction of esops today has disappeared i think professionals are saying you know i don't want paper money show me actual value and growth right uh, and for for mncs i think it means being able to communicate that there is a lot of growth the kind of work being done will be fantastic there's a lot of learning uh, and that you know that these folks who are working for them will actually be able to you know get a lot of other skills as well by working for them so i think i think it's a good balance i think it's both sides keeping themselves in check and it just means that it's just better for a professional because you truly have really good opportunities today in the market that's true now when you were talking this is one thing that really uh, came up in my mind was that uh, when you're closing any kind of a requirement 
right and you're talking with the candidate you feel that probably is the right opportunity for him or her but she he or she has not identified that or is not on the same page like you are on so have you ever had a, a scenario or a challenge where probably you had to convince the candidate that this is the right job opportunity for you and you need to take it or you should take it kind of a way yeah i mean you know we see again our role here is not to um our role here is not to convince someone i think that is the role of the employer mm-hmm. our role is to make sure that we give both sides all the information that they need to make the right decision mm-hmm. and then leave it up to them to make the right decisions so for an employer for an employee or a candidate it is about communicating uh what the company stands for their vision their growth you know the career opportunities inside uh benchmarking that company against their peers or competition mm-hmm. ensuring that candidates know um you know what sort of compensation they should be asking for if they're unsure and so on and you know of course we have cases where employers really want to hire someone and will yeah. try and go out of their way to hire that and will request us to step in but typically again you know it's not our job to convince someone to join a particular company we mm-hmm. you know if we are doing that then clearly there's something wrong with the employer they've not made enough impact we try and play as much of a neutral game as possible our job is to make sure like i said everybody has the best information to make the best decisions for themselves very true so um you know uh, like you know over, over this like you know one once you, you have already rolled out talent 500 you are already in the market uh, you are helping uh, the employers as well as future employees connect and uh, probably get the right opportunities and a career growth uh, opportunities in their life so what was your very first aha moment with talent 500 i think the aha moment for us really has been that every customer that we or prospective customer that we talk to uh, in about 70 to 80% of the times the need for our product was yesterday um and what we're seeing is that you know we're not having to sit and explain what we're doing and why we're doing this and how is it different than what you're already doing i think people get it uh, and like i said i think it's because of all the changes that covid has introduced and the fact that today people are remote people understand distributed people get it mm-hmm. so for us really the aha moment was as we started talking to customers you know initial thoughts were okay we're going to have to spend a lot of time trying to convince them trying to explain what we do why we different and that's not been the case we're finding that moment we get on a call you know the prospect uh, prospective customer on the other side is quickly moving on to great i needed this yesterday how does it work how quickly can you get me started who needs to get involved and i think that is extremely encouraging because we're seeing that you know what they call as a product market fit uh mm-hmm. where we're seeing that today and i think that is extremely extremely powerful and that's wow so like you know every every company no matter or like you know what product or services you have to offer when it comes to growth it it always has to be financially backed because if you want to hire muscle you need to have the finance uh in your company to support that so how are you making sure uh, like you, you know talent 500 is doing a commendable job and obviously i'm pretty sure your team is also growing because of the kind of uh, opportunities and the kind of requirements that are coming in and you keep saying and even i do understand that you know covid has actually pushed it like you know that remote working is the new way now of getting employed 
So how have you uh, made sure that you are hiring the talent, talent within Talent 500? And uh, is there any kind of a funding that you've already funded or you're still bootstrapped? Yeah, so I mean, you know, great question. I think um, like our customers, we are ourselves our own customer. And uh, we've, uh, you know, we've realized that for us to convincingly sell what we do, we need to show that we do it ourselves. So mm -hmm. we're a remote first company. We have talent. Uh, we have about 200 plus colleagues today and um, really excited about the diversity that we bring. We have about 54 cities and eight different countries that our teams sit in. And what that's allowed us to do is obviously tap into fantastically talented people wherever they may be. Mm -hmm. um, and we're constantly talking about the fact that as a remote first company, you know, this is the sort of um, company that we want to build where mm -hmm. you, do, you design your, you know, your life first and then your work comes second, right? Live where you want to work, live, work from where you want to work. And that flexibility and freedom should be yours. So I think that is something that we've seen that a lot of professionals resonate with and it's allowed us to bring on some really talented people. Uh, in terms of funding and growth, uh, you know, we were, again, um, lucky enough to have guidance from our parent company, Answer, and Axel Partners, which is one of the best investors today in the SaaS and B2B space. Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of gave us our initial capital to grow. Uh, we've grown incredibly quickly over the last couple of years, uh, hitting up to, uh, you know, potentially getting up to close to double-digit million-dollar revenue numbers soon. And um, what that means is we've seen that the growth has really allowed us to build the business based on revenues, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. We haven't had to raise a lot of capital, but we are planning for our next capital raise um, and hoping that, you know, 2022 first half, we're able to close our fundraise. Mm, all the best for that. And I'm, pre I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure actually confident enough that you would be able to do it. Thank you so much. <laughs> So, uh, Vikram, let's become let's get back to something very light, and we have already spoken about Talent Five Hundred uh, uh, too much in detail, and I'm pretty sure the listeners have got a very good idea of what you have to offer and how how the companies can probably have a faster way of hiring the right talent for their opportunities. So, coming back to Vikram, so over the period of time, you have you have had over a decade of entrepreneurship experience, right? So. What has been your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur, no matter what you were into or what you what kind of venture, different kind of ventures you've gone into with different kind of sectors? But what is your favorite aspect of uh, being an entrepreneur? I think the my favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur is just uh, the freedom that it brings, the ability to um, you know pursue paths and passions that really drive me. And, you know, just the tremendous amount of learning that comes along the way. Uh, it's not always easy. In mm -hmm. fact, uh, as people say, it's, you know, it's, it's being an entrepreneur is often the loneliest and the hardest thing you can do. And I completely agree with that. I mean, there are days where, you know, you have ups and downs in the same day about 20 times. And, and it can be extremely um, challenging mentally. But I think what it does bring is, you know, an appreciation for... Uh, for, for people, for, for teams that you work with, for just the opportunities that being an entrepreneur can give you. And uh, it's, while it's not easy, I think the rewards can be very fulfilling because ultimately you're doing something that drives you and motivates you. As well. Very true. Like, and, and like you said, you know, the challenges, obviously, uh, being raising a company, being a parent of the company, it's not easy. It comes with its own uh, challenges. So when, when you're hitting rock bottom, what kind 
what do you do to you know just to rejuvenate yourself and you know attack that challenge again with a fresh mind because i think when you hit a roadblock sometimes you need to take a break that's what i feel but how how yeah. do you deal with the situation yeah i mean i think you know one of my learnings along the way has been the fact that um everything will pass right the, mm. the, the low times never stay low forever and the high times never stay high forever and i think it's just being very conscious of that truth and being able to you know be in the moment of uh, you know of understanding that whatever you're going through right now will so couple of things that i do personally to sort of i through these times i mean i've learned along the way that um it's very important as an entrepreneur as a founder as a business owner to keep yourself you know fit both mentally physically emotionally and uh, ultimately your company requires you to be strong so that you can kind of you know lead the way you need to and show people the way so you know i i over the years have picked up uh, a lot on meditation i think it's extremely powerful just as a way to sort of switch off you know cut the noise mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. really sort of um realize that like i said everything is just in the moment and it, you know it will pass uh the mm-hmm. second thing is of course just you know i do a lot of creative pursuits outside of work mm-hmm. so for me that's always an escape and i've always found that i think doing something else allows me to be a lot more creative at work and uh, not being so laser focused on one outcome allows me to think a lot more objectively mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i think that's pretty much what helps me today mm-hmm. so uh I'm going to hit you with the last question now and uh, okay. you know to end the session it would be great if you could you know share uh, your learning or any top 3 learnings that you feel are important for any entrepreneur no matter what they are into to understand or for the budding entrepreneurs who are thinking of ideas and uh, trying to do something of their own that they need to really focus on and uh, then jump into it yeah <laughs> a million dollar question that's a tough one so i think i think my yeah you know my my top 3 learnings um you know would be i think first and foremost number one is just this idea of balance i think as an entrepreneur especially in today's times where we are surrounded by you know people celebrating you know funding rounds and acquisitions and so much i think it is important to realize that there needs to be a balance in in how you think about your creative or entrepreneurial uh, pursuits and you know it, it means like i said earlier keeping yourself well grounded mm. keeping yourself fit keeping yourself uh, mentally physically and emotionally in a place where you can you know withstand all the challenges that will come your way but you're also able to tide over to the successes without you know sort of letting it get to your head so i think just that concept of building balance early on and holding on to that the second aspect of it really is um the idea of um you know i think the fact that i think building a company or or sort of growing a company is you know it's always a long term goal mm-hmm. uh, very often it's easy to get blinded by short term milestones and a lot of people that you talk to will say oh you know i'm building this company because i want to sell it in 2 years and 3 years and mm-hmm. um often i found that putting those kind of milestones in place it puts a lot of pressure on you but also it allows you to or it makes you miss out on a lot of opportunities if you were thinking long term it's good to have short term goals of course mm-hmm. and if you want to sell the build a company to sell it sure that's absolutely fine as well but it has to be done keeping in mind the fact that there's a long term vision 
because that long term vision allows you to bring other people in and you know build something that can truly last for a long time even though you may have short term goals with what you want to do with it mm-hmm. uh and then i think the third part is just perseverance uh which is that as an entrepreneur you know the hardest thing is really having a dream or a vision and you know every single day you're selling that dream and vision to everybody around you to yourself to your colleagues you know partners family investors whoever and um there will be days where you know you will be wrong and you know people will question you and it things won't work out the way you are expecting it to but i think it's important to just realize that tomorrow is a new day and you got to pick yourself up again and you know things start from scratch and and like i said earlier nothing lasts forever so just right. a perseverance of going on uh what i've seen from a lot of the entrepreneurs that i really respect and trust is that you know they found opportunities where people hadn't and i think that is really where you know success comes and and that for me at least is an extremely important part of being an entrepreneur as well very true very true very rightly said actually vikram and thank you so much again uh, for being a part of insider's talk and it was fabulous to learn about talent 500 that you know you are making a change in the way uh, people are getting hired and i think you are making a change not only from the employer's point of view but all also from the employees point of view so you're maintaining that balance and like like you rightfully said that talent 500 is a neutral <laughs> like a bridge between the two so thank you vikram again for your time and uh, thank you for uh, sharing such insightful uh, facts about hiring and how we need to make a change thanks so much veronica for the time and the opportunity and uh, again really you know enjoyed doing this and all the best to you So that's all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the interview and had some valuable lessons to take in with you and the stories inspired you and you found it interesting. I would be coming with more new stories in the coming week. Every week, every Monday you will get to hear from me from a new entrepreneur their stories about their brands, about their insights on employment and few tips and tricks to get into entrepreneurship. Stay tuned, stay safe. and enjoy your life